Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Christian Brindle and welcome to the Everything Medicare podcast. Everything Medicare Podcast Nation. This is Christian Brindle. Wherever you are and however you might be listening to me today, thank you so much for taking the time. And folks, this is episode 231 of the Everything Medicare Podcast. If this is your first time tuning into the program, my name is Christian Brindle. I run and operate a little insurance agency that specializes working with people on Medicare just about 20 minutes outside of Salt Lake City, Utah. And every single week, me and my organization bring you a podcast where we discuss your Medicare, your Medicaid, your Social Security, and everything that has to do with that golden age called retirement. And folks, um, today we're going to be talking about Medigaps, aka Medicare Supplementary Insurance Plans, and which ones are going to be the best going forward in 2021. We review some of my bold claims in 2019 and 2020 on the future of Plan G and Plan N. We talk about was I right? Was I wrong? Um, let's get right into this. But before we do so, I'd like to just reiterate something we announced on last week's episode, episode 230, which was a fantastic episode. I really enjoyed doing it after being off for about two, or maybe three weeks or so, um, maybe three, four weeks, actually. Um, but that was that we were, we, we have dramatically expanded into a majority of different markets and a majority of different um states that we're going to be able to offer our services to. In the past, we were we were essentially licensed in 12 states to be able to offer our services to you, the wonderful people that listen to us. Um, if you're not familiar with what we do, we work with people on their Medicare supplementary plans, Medicare Advantage plans, Medicare Part D prescription drug plans, and amongst some other different types of products. Um, and we pair with all of the biggest insurance companies available in the industry today, so that way we can help you find the best fit based on your needs and preferences. We don't charge you a cent for our services. That's the beautiful thing. There's no markup fee for our services. It's the same exact thing you'd pay if you did 10 hours of research on your own, um, and we can kind of narrow down that and make it quite a bit better. And then also we provide year-round customer service on your policy as long as you have it with us. So just to kind of give you an update on the states that we're going to be that we, well, essentially 99% of these are done or 95% of these are already done. We're ready. We're good to go. If we took a phone call tomorrow, we could help them. But there's a, still a few that we have a few things um, pending and outstanding with our licenses. But this is going to be an updated list, give or take, on our available states. And I might be missing one or two, but um, here we go. Utah, of course, that's our home state. Idaho, Colorado, Washington, Oregon, California. Texas, Virginia, West Virginia, South Carolina, 
Alabama, Florida, Arizona, Nevada, Alaska, Mississippi, Kentucky, Arkansas, Illinois, Kansas, Nebraska, possibly New York City. New York, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We've had some difficulties with that state. Um, North Carolina, Maryland, Georgia, Tennessee, Missouri, Indiana, Louisiana, Pennsylvania, Maine, Michigan, and Wisconsin. So if you've been listening to us for, for some time, or maybe you're a new listener, and you've always wanted to work with us in your plan, but maybe we weren't licensed in your area, well, we just added a big, big bulk of the country now. We're going to be licensed in about 35 states. Um, so we're going to be able to offer our services to a lot more of a wide variety of you that listen to us week in and week out. So just wanted to just reiterate that on something we announced last week. So let's talk about Medicare supplement plans. So a couple of things. In about early 2019, a lot of um, other, I would say, um, I don't know what you'd call them, you know, online Medicare teachers or something along those lines, um, started to really reiterate and start to really push the, the narrative that the Medicare supplement known as Plan G was no good anymore. It was trash. There is no reason to buy it anymore. Um, and every single person should be buying a Plan N and nothing else if you're buying a Medicare supplement. So if you're not familiar, if this is maybe your first time listening, you don't know what a Medicare supplement is. A Medicare supplement, so essentially when you get onto Medicare, when you turn 65, you're given two parts of Medicare from the federal government, Medicare Part A and Medicare Part B. I'm not going to get into too much details about those. If you want to know more about A and B, there is a multitude of episodes on this podcast. We have two. This is episode 231. We have so many episodes. Go back to episode one if you want to know about A and B. What is Medicare? But in a nutshell... A and B work together. They, they essentially work like two pieces of a puzzle that fit together to give you medical coverage. Part A covers certain things. Part B covers others. Part A covers, most notably, hospitalization charges, which is like the physical room of the hospital, the hospital room, the bed, the walls, the ceiling, um, amongst other things. Medicare Part B covers all the doctors in the hospital, the equipment, the anesthesiologist, um, outpatient things like same-day surgeries, doctor's appointments, amongst a lot of other things. That's just a really um, rough um, summary of A and B. And they come with deductibles and out of pocket. But the main thing is after your deductibles are met, Medicare pays 80% of those bills and you pay 20%. So what a Medicare supplement does is it supplements Medicare. Pretty easy, right? They also call it Medigap. In Medicare, you'll find that most things have two or three names for the same thing that are used in rotation. And that's because I do believe that um, there's a vested interest out there in the industry to kind of keep you confused because then they have control over you if you're not educated on what your choices are. But that's just me being more of a conspiracy theorist than anything else. But me being in the industry, I have reason to believe that. And But a Medigap essentially fills in the gaps, right? Hence the term Medigap. There's, there's gaps in coverage. It fills in the gaps. So different Medicare supplement plans are designed by the government and then named after letters. So you'll have plans like Plan K, Plan KL, Plan F, Plan G, Plan N, Plan M, etc. There's probably a total of uh, 8 to 10 Medicare supplement plans. I can't remember exactly how many there are. But over the years, there's probably been two to four that 99.9% .9 of everybody purchases because the rest of them just don't seem like they're very competitive in comparison. And every plan covers a different amount of that 20% of what Medicare leaves behind. That's how you gauge the coverage. 
Every single insurance company that offers Medicare supplement plans, the plans are the same across the board. They're standardized is what we would call them. So that means, um, let's say there's a plan G. I was talking about that. A plan G is full coverage outside of one thing. Um, there is something known as the Medicare Part B deductible that it's a one time a year, $203 deductible that you have to pay once per year. And the plan G doesn't pay that. And once it's paid, it's done for the whole year. And then after that, essentially, as long as it's a Medicare approved charge, you have full coverage for the remainder of the calendar year. Pretty simple, right? So that's plan G. A plan G with one insurance company is the exact same coverage as a plan G with any insurance company. You're not going to find a different plan G anywhere than anywhere else. They're all going to be the exact same plan. The main difference are two things. Number one, the prices are going to vary. In some states, you can probably find a plan G for 110 bucks a month and then with, with one insurance company. And then in the same state with another insurance company, it might be 180 or 190 No difference in coverage. It's just that's what that insurance company wants to charge. And then also their long-term rate increases of the particular insurance company. So there was this um, essentially narrative being pushed that Plan G was not going to be good anymore. And this was why. In 2015, there was a bill passed called the MACRA bill. What the MACRA bill did was it impacted two plans, Plan G being one of them, but it impacted a plan called the Plan F, which was essentially, you can think of it like this, F for full coverage. It was the one plan that paid that Part B deductible that the Plan G does not, so it was full coverage across the board. But it had been around since 1992, and there have been so many people on it that the prices were becoming inflated, very expensive, just not real competitive anymore. You didn't see a whole lot of people purchasing Plan Fs these days, probably since 2015 onward. And it became more and more rare than the farther along we got there. Um, and Plan G and Plan N, and I'll talk about Plan N in a second here, were the plans that were getting more and more traction. And probably 90 plus percent of people that were getting onto Medicare supplement plans were getting on one of those two plans, Plan G and Plan N. So the macro bill was passed in 2015. It did not take effect until 2020. January 1st of 2020. What it said was anybody that was new to Medicare, so essentially if you become eligible for Medicare, so if you didn't have Medicare before and you become eligible for Medicare after January 1st of 2020, you are not able to purchase a Plan F. It's grandfathered out. It's not an option for you. It's the industry moving away from that plan. And it's frankly, it's time. The plan's best days are behind it. Because there's so many people on it, um, the prices have become so inflated, they're so expensive, it just isn't doesn't make sense anymore. And it happens. Now, the other plan that was impacted by this macro bill was Plan G. And how Plan G was impacted was that Plan G was essentially put in a position where it was going to be participating in something known as guaranteed issue in certain situations. So essentially the way that works is if someone became eligible for Medicare after January 1st of 2020, and let's say they're on a Medicare Advantage plan, or they're on a retirement plan, or for some reason, right, let's just play devil's advocate here, some reason they get canceled on their coverage through no fault of their own. Well, 
they would be able to now get onto a Plan G with no health questions, no underwriting. Now, people say health questions, underwriting, but Christian, Obamacare, Affordable Care Act, that made it illegal to ask health questions. Well, they're two completely different things. That only affected under 65 insurance. Has nothing to do with Medicare. Medicare supplements have always asked health questions and they always will. The two ways that you can get on a Medicare supplement plan without health questions traditionally, typically, number one is if you're turning 65 or and, and getting onto Medicare for the first time or getting on Medicare for the first time, I should say, you can get a Medicare supplement plan, any one you like with any insurance company with no health questions, no pre-existing conditions, no underwriting, they have to take you. It's a straight shot. The other, the other situation is in the form of a guaranteed issue situation to where if you were canceled on something or you're losing some kind of credible coverage in, in the most particular situations, we've done episodes about guaranteed issues. So go back and listen to that if you want to know more. Um, but certain Medicare supplement plans that participated in guaranteed issue had to take you without health questions in that scenario. Plan F for a million years did guaranteed issue. Plan N never did. Plan G never did until 2020. So all the experts came out and said that this is the end of plan G. This is going to make all the rate increases go up because what happens in a Medicare supplement is when you get onto the plan, you're essentially becoming part of a pool of every other person on the plan with you, part of what they would call in the industry, that block of business. And if there's more people coming in without health questions, that means there's more unhealthy people coming in. It impacts everybody's rates accordingly. They don't raise prices for each one of you individually differently. They raise it as a total for all the block of business that makes up your block that you're a part of. So the plan G's would become less healthy blocks, which in turn would cause price increases to go up. That's a lot of what happened with the plan F. I came out and said that, would we see higher price increases? Yes, I do think we would. And I think we will continue going forward. But I also said that it's not going to happen overnight. And, and what we're hearing from a lot of these experts. When I say experts are basically just people like me in the industry. We all have an opinion, right? Um, but I said that we wouldn't see it happen overnight and it would be dramatically overstated. And I was right and they were right. Let me explain. I have always been a believer that your price increase is going to come down to two things. The plan you're in. So for example, if you're in a plan F, you're probably going to experience higher rate increases over the next decade than a plan G or a plan N. I just believe that. No matter which insurance company. But the other thing is not necessarily just the plan, although that does matter. It's also the insurance company you purchase your plan through. See, if you're working with a really big insurance company with a very good um, market um, penetration, if they have a very um, large percentage of the market, if they're very well diversified. Sometimes that can keep you from having rate increases as high as someone else. I did see some companies that went up 20% or more in some places on plan G's, but they were typically smaller companies or companies that just had histories of high rate increases anyway. Maybe not 20%, but maybe 10% or 15%. So it wasn't that much of a leap for them to, to take place in that. And so I said, you can go back and listen to it. I said that 
Would we see Plan G rate increases go up more? Yes. But it would, nece- would, it, would it necessarily mean that you should buy a Plan N every single time? No, and I'll tell you why. A Plan N, let's compare apples to apples. A Plan N compared to a Plan G is not as good of coverage. Period! Period. And this is why. Compared to a Plan G has one thing you pay, a one-time-a-year deductible of $203. That's it, no matter what happens to you. That is your coverage. If you have a $500,000 year in terms of medical bills, $203, as long as they're Medicare-approved charges. Period. A Plan N charges you the same deductible, the 203 but it also charges you Part B excess charges, which we're not concerned about, really. Part B excess charges, which essentially are if the doctor wants to tack on anything extra in addition to that, which is unheard of in most places in the country. So it's 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 an it's irrelevant is what I'm trying to say. I've never seen a doctor charge an excess charge in my career. Some states it's not even legal, so we won't worry about that. But what we will worry about is the copays. Plan N is the Medicare supplement plan that comes with copays. It's an up to $20 doctor copay. It could be less depending on the type of doctor you're seeing. could be $10, something like that, but it's up to $20. I always tell my clients when we have a client that's wanting a plan N, expect $20, and if you walk out paying less, you're going to be pleasantly surprised. And and a $50 emergency room copay. Now, why would someone want that over a G? Well, there's two arguments for it. Number one, and this is going to depend in a market too. Like there are some markets where the plan N is only ten to fifteen dollars cheaper a month in premium. So why, right? That's less. That's probably one doctor visit difference a month. But there are some markets where it's fifty, sixty dollars a month difference. So it very much depends on your state. This is not a blanket statement about what I'm about to say. And all I'm trying to say is the gap between the two is not as wide as a lot of people would want you to think. A lot of people think that you should be purchasing Plan N and every time, all the time, because it doesn't participate in this guaranteed issue program, which means the rate increases will be lower. That is true for the most part. The rate increases have been lower on Plan N. But I've seen a lot of insurance companies where they've had a 10% rate increase in a market on all their plans, F, G, N, across the board. So that supports my theory, not my theory, but my point that it's not just the plan you purchase, it's with it's with which insurance company. I believe if you're with a good insurance company with a very large market um, market percentage, that you can st- you'll still be in single digit rate increases every year. Plan ends, you'll probably have very sig- you know smaller rate increases, so it's true. But there's so much X factor left behind with the plan in. If your health, I've said this a million times, I'll say it again. If your health goes south and you start seeing doctors more regularly, let's say whatever your case might be. And I, and I, I, there's more people that fall into this category than a lot of the plan N pushers would like you to think. And I'm not demonizing the plan N. I'm just saying that look at both plans and see them for what they are which are viable options. And I think they're, in my opinion, 1A and 1B in terms of what your options are when you're going with the Medicare supplement. That's what I'm trying to say. We have a lot of happy clients on Plan G. 
I even had a couple of insurance companies in some markets that lowered their rates on Plan G 2020. So it's not to say a Plan G is never a good fit. It's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous thing to say. But as I was saying, if your health goes south and you are in a situation that essentially, you know, you are seeing doctors regularly. Let's say you're seeing a doctor a week. Let's say you're paying that 20 bucks a whack. Well, guess what, folks? That's 80 bucks a month in doctor copays if that was you. If you save 20 bucks a month on a plan N, it's only one doctor visit to make up that difference. There's more potential for you to pay out of pocket. On with a plan N, you're going to pay the copay every single time you go. Every single time. Like I said, it, it's up to 20. It could be less, but it's a copay every time, regardless. If you, if, if you get sick enough, if you see enough doctors, it's going to put you in the red in terms of what you're saving. Does that mean you should not buy a plan N? No, that's not what I'm saying either. A lot of it depends on what's available in your market. Like I said, if you live in a place where you can save 60 plus dollars a month between an N and a G, then that's definitely a strong argument for the N. But in some markets, there's a $10 difference. On top of that, if you're turning 65 and you have a lot of health problems coming in, you probably want a G. Even if you're going to have an 8% rate increase a year instead of 4 with an N, let's say a G, let's say the, the plan G company that I'd be recommending for you, we're probably looking at about an 8% rate increase. Let's just say. It could be less if it's a big enough company too. If it's a credible enough company, if it's a company with enough market share, it could maybe be 6%, 5%. Not every plan G is going to go up 10 to 20% a year. Guarantee that. But, and, and some plan ends. If, it, if you pick a bad enough insurance company, not a bad enough insurance company, but a smaller insurance company, will still go up 10 plus percent a year. Just so you know. It's a combination of which plan you purchase and the insurance company. So keep this in mind. But let's say, you know, a plan N, let's say apples to apples plan N would go up I'm just shooting in the dark here. It depends on the insurance company. It kind of ranges. But let's say the plan N will go up 4%. The plan G will go up 8%. But let's say they're pretty close in price. I mean, it's all I'm trying to say is there's definitely an argument between the two. And I am not of the opinion that you should go with the plan N every time. So coming back to what I said at the beginning of the episode, I was right when I said it was overblown and over-exaggerated and it's going to take a long time for the Plan G to get to where Plan F was, which was overpriced and marked up. we got a long way to go for that to happen. Plan G is still incredibly relevant. It's still a fantastic option. That's the truth. Plan G is not dead. But before this macro bill, Plan G was probably a significantly head and shoulders better uh, above plan N in terms of being a better option. Now they're just more on equal playing fields. That's all. So I was right when I said that. I was correct. Because I saw, like I said, some companies go up 15, 20% on plan G's, but I saw some companies go up 10 to 15% on plan N's. I saw some companies go down in price for plan G's, very few, but some. I saw some pe- companies go up 4, 5, 6% only on a plan G in 2020. 
It's not just the plan. It's the insurance company that you purchase the plan from that is going to impact your rate increase. And that's the truth, folks. So I was right when I with what I said, but the other people were right too because they said that the Plan Gs would start to see higher rate increases. They just over blue exaggerated it. They were painting the picture that every single insurance company that offers a Plan G is going to be twenty percent rate increase a year. They didn't say that word for word, but that was essentially the narrative they were painting. So they were partially right, but partially wrong. And I was right. I wasn't wrong. But let's call a spade a spade. Two things can be true. Even if it's partially true and not 100% transparent. So what am I saying? Let's answer the question that we asked at the beginning of this episode. Which What, what Medigap should be purchased in 2021? You should purchase either a G or an N in almost every situation. Very few situations you want to buy anymore, anything else. You don't want to plan A, plan B, plan K, a plan L. They're, they're, they're ridiculous, horrible, awful plans. Sorry. In terms of what they pay for and what you pay for them in premiums in most places. Plan D has not been very competitive. It's Plan D is essentially the same thing as a plan G. I thought that the Plan G could make a come a Plan D Diz and Dog could make a comeback because it's been around a while. It's a very good plan on paper, but I I've clearly missed the boat on that one. So if you want to know something that I did say that was wrong, it's that I guess 2018, 19, somewhere in there, I said the Plan D could become the plan of the future. Plan D is exactly the same as a Plan G, has the same deductible, but it also doesn't charge. It also um, charges Part B excess charges, but in most markets, the Plan D premiums are higher than the Plan Gs. So there's that. But yeah, folks, I would say it's either a G or an N. A lot of it's going to depend on your market and what the gap is in price difference between the two. And also your personal situation. How healthy are you? How many times do you see the doctor? What is your family history in terms of health? These are the questions you should be asking yourself. It's important to sit down and have a conversation with yourself and say, what is my likelihood? And of course, you never know. You could be the healthiest person on earth today, and then a year from now, you it's all different. So that's the other thing, too. I've always been a great admirer of the Plan G for this reason and this reason only. You have, you know what you get. No matter what happens to you, you have a one-time year deductible, that's it. There's little to no X factors. So because of that reason, that reason alone, if you're looking for, because you purchase a Medigap for top-notch coverage, if you want more X factors to save premium, Medicare Advantage is there too. So let's keep that in mind. That saves a lot more premium than both of these. But I would, I would still give the Plan G just a slight edge as a hair. But if Plan G is 1A, Plan N is 1B, it's right behind it. And it's definitely got its place. And this is not a blanket statement everywhere. There are certainly some states and some markets where the plan in is a no-brainer for you in comparison. Anyway, folks, thanks so much for sticking with us all the way to the end. Thanks for tuning in today. I love doing these episodes. We're going to keep doing them for you in 2021, every single Monday. Um, if you'd like to get in touch with my office and talk with me about your Medicare needs, 
Our office number is 801-255-5340, 801-255-5340. Thanks for listening, folks. Take care. Have a fantastic week. And again, Happy New Year.